This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Oh, that's actually recording. I didn't need it. It's a comic called The Road to Success. It's really depressing, Matt. Why'd you show me that? Because uh. you know which of those guys I am. Yeah. And you. Mm-hmm. And probably everybody we know. I don't really know anyone that's, uh, I don't know anyone that's probably even, like, wealthy, or considered, like, wealthy. Yeah. I think my boss is. My boss and his family. But they also own the place, right? Uh, yeah, operate it, yeah. But, meh. That would, I guess that's as close to, that's wealthy, in, like, in my eyes. And then I don't really know, yeah. I don't run with any friends that are. Well, there's rich and there's Super wealthy. The, those people aren't wealthy. Like, you know, Warren well, yeah, Buffett is wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Richard Branson. The guy who's a doctor who lives in the nice neighborhood in a nice part of town. He's yeah. rich. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't know uh, any of either, but um, welcome to Give That Some Thought, Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. Um, I, of course, Madison Todd, joining me as my co-host, Matt Hume. Hello. The sultry voice you hear there. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your week, man? Anything exciting? Um, let's see. There was the one thing mm-hmm. that I don't want to talk about. Mm. I got really annoyed mm. about the one thing. That the thing you told me about earlier? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's some other things going on. Good things, bad Work, things? Yeah, yeah. Indifferent? Uh, indifferent, kind of. Um, works fine. Works yeah. fine. Uh, the, but but the, the main the main thing I want to talk about right now mm. is is something very important that just happened. Please do. Um, you know, I think everybody should be aware of what's going on right now. Yeah. In the country, and it, it doesn't just affect the country of America; it affects the world, the world as a whole. Yeah. Um, you know, because we fancy ourselves an informative show. Parts of Canada, mm-hmm. um, you know, Japan's big, big in, in in, but baseball's back. Oh God, baseball's back. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Um, as of two days. Yeah. Two days, to see, today's today's Tuesday, right? Two uh-huh. days ago, baseball today started. Today is Tuesday, the seventh. This Base- will go out on the ninth. Baseball's back, baby. Mm. You know, it's 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 it's. How's back, your team doing? And it's good. You're uh, ripping it up. Your dude. wannabe team. Ripping it up. My fan. I have two fantasy baseball teams this year. Really? Yep. I have uh, my regular league, and then I have a league called Feast or Famine. And Feast or Famine is basically, it's eight eight dudes. Dan was mm. on the team. Yeah. A couple of people. Mutual friend of ours. Wait, so I, I thought that one was your regular one. No. Uh, I've never seen is as my regular team. Uh, okay. the name of the league. Well, I gathered. But, uh, okay, and who, do you know the people in there, or is that your... Yeah, no, that's the team I, that's the league I normally play with. Both leagues are people I normally play with and I've played with before. Oh, it's just you're one. just doing two now. Yeah. We're just What's doing two. What's the... Uh, one one is a regular point. one is a regular 
kind of fantasy baseball league. Uh-huh. Um, the, the other, other one, one is just roll the dice, do what you want. No, or? the other one is called Feast or Famine, and it's basically um, you have the only categories that counts that count are home runs, grand slams, strikeouts, and grounded and double plays. So, so like a sandlot kind of. You get you get points for home runs and grand slams. Mm-hmm. You get negative points for strikeouts and mm. grounding into double plays. And it's only you you have eight and batters, it. and that's it on the. So team. you so choose no based on an entirely different yeah. spec, basically. Yeah. So yeah. basically, if somebody has forty home runs and one hundred fifty strikeouts, they're probably not going to get you any points because they have so many strikeouts. Yeah. But if they have thirty-five or twenty-five home runs and, and seventy-five lows. strikeouts, right. you're going to make some points. Interesting, you know? interesting. So it's a That's whole actually different way to approach. I'm not into sports at all, and that was actually interesting. Yeah. So for, say that. for instance, this is the uh, this is some of the scores over the past two days. You see me at the top. Oh, neckbeard rides five dollars. That's mm-hmm. your. That's me. Okay, that's you. Instead of mustache mustache rides. Yeah, neckbeard, it's neckbeard rides. rides. Yeah, I, I, you I get, dig it. You get it? Do you get it? You I get do. Why it's funny? Yeah, because you're a neckbeard. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, that's nice. So yeah. Uh, you you see who's third there? The third name on that list? Mo Vaughn's Brunch. Yeah, it's Dano. That's our friend. That's okay. Dano. See how okay. many points? Uh, screen. What am I? Okay. Oh. Yeah. That is a massive amount of points. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going by numbers, but that's a huge number. Uh, it's, it's the biggest than, number it's on more the screen than, that you showed It's more than me. double the second place team right now. Hmm. But I think in, uh, I haven't checked it today, actually. Ooh. I have negative 800 points to start the day today. Who, what happened? Wow, Matt Latos. Somebody screwed you. Matt Latos. Point two innings. He got two, uh, holy crap, seven earned runs and two walks in the first inning. Okay, I'm starting to tune out. Wow. And St. Louis is in a rain delay right now. That sucks. Really? Because it's actually cleared up. It's yeah, like but totally... they're in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're in Chicago. The Cubs. Chicago. Uh, anyways, okay, so that's new for you. That's what you're doing. Uh-huh. What'd you do for, uh, did you get my text? You never replied. Did you get my text about Easter? Did you do anything? I mean, you told me the story before the show about that evening, but did you do the church thing or your mom's no, house? or no. Did you do anything? No. Nope. Slept in and did nothing? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's not, not a even- real holiday. It's not a real holiday. The real holiday was opening day. That Sunday, but Sunday, the, the holiday was opening day. So did your mom not day. have the, like, family... They did. Dinner? You just yeah. didn't? Yeah, no, I just didn't. Hmm. You didn't want to have the opportunity to talk about how money isn't real to all the deaf ears that are going to be in one place to hear you? No, not really. Oh, okay. Well, so well, money is real then. I know, right? Um, No, yeah. That's, plus, plus, you know, I had to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Got to make that money. Yeah, I know. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I didn't do anything. Uh, Easter, pff, went to church, got about 120 likes on the picture that we took at church, me and my wife and my son. Aww, yeah. Easter picture. Isn't it's that re- cute? It's actually really cute. I'm actually going to, I'm going to pull this up. <coughs> Here's the picture. This is the famed, uh, very well-liked picture. Um, like, okay, I pulled up Facebook. I've got three notifications right now. I guarantee you one of these is like somebody new liking this. At a certain point. I get tired of posting things or like I get tired of getting notifications about likes. Mm-hmm. But here's the, okay. It's a great picture. Look at, look at that. How's that for an it Easter is. family, Matt? That is a clean cut all American family. Yeah. 
Like you would look at them and you would have no idea that I don't pay my taxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying. And you got the you got the weekend beard going on too. Oh yeah, the five o'clock. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I didn't work Saturday, so the last time I shaved in that picture was like Friday morning. Yeah, at like four in the morning or whatever. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out who Luke, Lucas looks the most like. Oh yeah, uh, everybody does that. It's like everybody's favorite thing. And who? Like, I guess what's the verdict? Yeah, I don't know. She's, he's he's kind of got her, uh, Meredith's nose. She he definitely has her nose. We knew that when, even from the like the sonogram, like the, yeah. the ultrasounds and stuff. Um, like the very first picture, I'm like, oh, he's got your nose for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and as of yet, I have no other evidence. Like, I have no reason to necessarily demand a paternity test, mm-hmm. but you know, the option's always still there. Well, you've seen his dick. How big is it? Um, you can well, probably tell like that <laughs> by that. <laughs> A fair point. I know, right? No, uh, uh, yeah, I, I have no reason to uh, to demand a paternity test because it's definitely it's definitely her kid. We don't know if it's mine though, which is the danger. That that would be what would be upsetting to uh-huh. me. Yeah, like there's no baby that's in a woman that she could be like. I wonder whose kid this is. Like no. you know, fifty percent of it. Yeah, fifty percent of it. You know, absolutely certain mm. that's your kid. Yeah. Now, as to all the other. What about if the secret government, like, you know, space alien drones were uh, injecting people with other people's ovum? You know, mm, what what if that what if that happened? You know, injecting women with other uh, eggs that weren't their own. That's wild. I know. And then because, you know, you, yeah. see, you thought your your theory was sound. Yes. Your worldview was whole. And then I brought it, you know, aliens. Yeah. Shatters. Most the illusion. of it. Yeah. No, it's true. Aliens, wild card. They're the wild card, as they typically are. Anything weird that might happen to you, anything that you know could be going wrong in your life, aliens, aliens, bro. <laughs> we always used to say gremlins, like growing up, like you know, you misplace something. Yeah, oh, gremlins, gremlins, goblins, ghouls, aliens are all the same thing. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. What is a what's the technical definition? You're the best person to ask. I could Google this right in front of me. I have a laptop, but mm-hmm. what 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 is a gremlin? I know a ghoul is like a de- demon, not a demon, but like a dead, like a, or like a yeah. spirit of some sort, yeah. like more along the lines of a ghost. Uh-huh. But what is a gremlin? I think a gremlin was just something that was made up in the 1980s for for uh, bad, bad uh, horror movies. Oh, um, yeah, I th- okay. I think, uh, but yeah, I, I guess traditionally, or at least in 20th century t- tradition, yeah, of, of as me- old as gremlins media. are. Right. Uh, gremlins are uh, little little monsters. Mm. I think they have more uh, to do with the the homunculus, which a homunculus was is traditionally um, a a creature made out of mud or clay mm-hmm. or something like that. A a mm-hmm. a, a, a that came to life, made to look the... made to look like a human form. Yeah. Um, and then uh, distorted, then uh, brought to life, and and and. Basically possessed by a demon, but it's a little sort of dude, dude, dude made out of earth. Mm. But you know how you know he it, says God created man from the dust of mm, the ground. Mm. A homunculus is nothing more than uh, a satanic imitation, mm. a small of, Satan dude of if that you will. of that you know yeah. creation of life. And so it's a person trying to create life, but not quite getting it. Kind of like how the dwarves are in, in Lord of the Rings. Mm, sure. Mm-hmm. Monway just just messing that Where whole does, thing and, up. Uh, in terms and of so, that, so a lot of the gremlins and 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 goblin yeah. mythos came out of the myth of Hermunculus. Ah, uh, well, and uh, where does um, 
in that realm, where does uh, chupacabra fall? That's well, chup- more of no, a chupacabra is, is is a wild animal. So it's a, definitely an animal. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like a, a not a, very well sized. So that's like Loch Ness, like yeah, it's a those dem- sorts of things. Chupacabra is supposed to be a demonic am- animal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or an animal possessed by a spirit that just makes them, you know, yeah, m- mutilate things. Hmm. But I don't believe in chupacabra. And then the yeti, of course, is He's a giant hairy man. Um, big snowman. Yeah, Mormon, Mormons believe that he. Well, is it Mormons? I think it is Mormons. They believe that. Uh, is it Mormons or Church of Scientology? No. When presented with a yeah. a weird uh, uh, religious. When presented with something, something that could not possibly the, true. Yeah, the question it, is either: it, Do Mormons <laughs> believe it, or do Scientologists believe it? That might be a fun game if we did like a game show segment. Like just just. just Ladies pull. and gentlemen, welcome to Mormons or Scientologists. I'm your host, Matt Hume. Today on Mormons versus Scientologists, we have many questions, including. What do more? Who believes in who Yeti? Who accepts the Yeti? Right. Who who accepts the Yeti? Is who true. believes in little green man versus little, little yeah. lizard men? Who believes you get a palace in the sky when you die? Yeah. Trick question. Both. <laughs> <laughs> who thinks that Nazis went to the moon after World War Two? Yeah. Um, that would actually be really fun to research those different Mormons or Scientologists. I think we have a new bit for the show. I really think Mormons so. Mormons or Scientologists. Yeah, that's amazing. Mormons or Scientologists because you can't. Some of that stuff, dude. Like okay, you can't. Okay, question one on Mormons, Mormons and Scientologists. Is this Mormons, a factual one? Do you know this for sure? I do. I do. Okay. Mormons or Scientologists? All right. Okay. Yeah. Believe that Yeti or Bigfoot uh-huh. is the descendant of Cain, and the mark that that Cain was given in the in and part of that the New was Te- in the Old Testament this. for killing Abel oh. was the hairiness and the ape-like features that he would stay. Of as, as right. one of the as the curse as his curse or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, so do Mormons, Mormons or Scientologists believe that? Do a sect of sect of Mormonism or a sect of Scientology believe? Yeah, I'm gonna say Mormons because I think they're closer to Scripture uh-huh. than Scientologists are. At least in my rudimentary knowledge okay. of the two. All right. That's All right, let's say. look up on the board. Yep. Let's, uh, let's see. Mormons or Scientologists. And the cards flipping over. Mormons. 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 There it is. is true. Huh? Mor- there's a certain sect of Mormonism that believes that uh, the Yeti, Yeti or Bigfoot is mm. uh, is the descendant of Cain. Mm. Mm-hmm. And part of the curse. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in next week for <laughs> another edition of Mormons versus Scientologists. Mormons versus Scientologists. Thank you for joining us. This... Th- this uh, this segment has been brought to you by the latest Tom Cruise movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what, by the way, is he doing anything? What does he do? Uh, I, ob- or is he just oblivion? Being an idiot? Well, he 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 rattled off like three or four movies, but there was like two years ago, movies. right? Or yeah. A year ago? I think the last really big one was um, uh, what's the one he did with M- M- Edge of Tomorrow? Oh. Edge of Tomorrow. Which okay. uh, did you ever see it? No, good movie. Well, I like what I've seen Tom Cruise and I like. Yeah, forget you watching Tom Cruise and just watch the movie. It's a really good movie. I do that with a lot of guys, actually. I I think Liam Neeson's a fair actor, uh, even though... Oh, Liam Neeson's. But I think it was funny because my brother and I had this conversation because he was like he was like Liam Neeson's amazing. Like he's like, I guess like a big fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like he's like Liam Neeson's amazing. He's he's he you know he's a great actor. Great, I love him. Like yeah. taken just gratefully. And I said. Uh, and he, and he said one more thing, which prompted me to say what I said. But I was—he was like, he's a man's man or something like that. And I said, I said, well, m- maybe you might not believe that if you knew, like, because did you hear about the whole with the guns and taken? He made a bunch of statements about. Well, first he wished he hadn't made them, and that the company that provided the firearms 
the fake firearms also makes a bunch of real firearms and mm-hmm. a bunch of statements like Americans are too armed and yeah. no one should have any guns. Just kind of, you know, crazy far off stuff like yeah. that. And um, yeah, I told my brother and he's like, well, he's still amazing. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> as you so often do. I, I see. I'm able to separate the two. Yeah. I don't like this action like hero, Liam Neeson's. I, I prefer my Michael Collins, mm-hmm. my Rob Roy, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson's mm-hmm. for, to like my taken Neeson's. Yeah, well, Taken is, uh, excuse me, especially now with the third one, Taken is, I mean, it's a franchise now, yeah. and as is typically the case, haven't seen one or two, or uh, two or three, um, but as is typically the case, I would imagine that they're not good anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're just not, you know, you make one movie, it's a great flick, and then and then, and then then Hollywood decides to make another one and mm-hmm. follow the, the cash cow, and it, I think it rarely works. Yeah. In terms but, of art and in terms of story, they all make way good, you know, tons of money. Yeah. But I just, I hate that it does that. Well, but, think of it from Liam Neeson's standpoint. Uh, you know, he's... Uh, you make a ton of money, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you make a ton of money. He's a, you know, he's a dad. He's a husband. He's got, he's got people on his, you know, hanging off of him. Yeah. Looking for money. Yeah. So, you know, at that point, As if the movie he made off of Taken isn't quite going to cut it. You know, at that point, you're basically Vin Diesel doing, you know, Furious 17. Yeah. Um, Same thing, yeah. Pretty much same thing. Well, Uh, apparently, okay, I haven't seen the Fast and Furious movies when they came out. No, don't tell me they're they're good or that they're any sort of quality there. Hold on. they're, They're not. The Fast and Furious movies when they came out, obviously, was not something I was allowed to see. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see any of them, really, until when I was out on my own, and this was still after it came out, but I saw Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. which I believe is the third one. Yeah. Didn't really care for it. Some cool car action, but, you know, not a like a movie, like a really good movie or whatever. And then, I guess, two summers ago was when Six came out, mm-hmm. and, like, some bunch of guys at church, whatever, were like, hey, we're going to see this. I think our wives were doing something, shopping for something. And they're like, they're like, let's go see this. And I'm like, I mean, I'm either going to do that or not do anything for two hours while our wives are doing whatever or our girlfriends or whatever. And I was like, sure, I'll mm-hmm. go. Why, yeah, why Went. Not? Actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Not not that great. And then I also heard, I've heard, like, in terms of the critics, apparently five and six, best of the whole series, including seven that just came out. Yeah. Like, apparently... Which is an anomaly in terms of franchises, because usually you have like one good flick, and then on, and then nothing mm-hmm. really. Here's what I want from the Fast and Furious franchise: uh-huh. I want Guillermo del Toro to direct number eight, and I want Michelle Rodriguez to die in a fiery clang car crash, Just flame ball, in in the first five minutes of the movie. That's what I okay. want. Not even her character, just the real Michelle Rodriguez to like pull a Paul Walker. Walker. Oh. Just die. But or, like on set. Or take a bath. One of the two. Okay. Michelle Rodriguez is one, is, is, she's one of those women who looks just like you need to you need to bathe her first. Before killing her? Like what do you mean? Before anything with her. Before like shaking her hand. You just like want to like okay. dunk her in a tub of Purell. She just looks, she just looks dirty. Oh. You don't mean like, like in not, a sexual sense. You just no, mean in general. No. I'm just like, mean a like yeah. well kept. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 saying like I don't trust what's under her fingernails. Like some people would you would be like, oh, it's like you know skin cells and dust. No, yeah, it's, for her, it's like it's probably like feces heroin and feces, and yeah, some sort of drug residue. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, and just like well, you, it's you possible. know, I don't know. Yeah, tar that she scraped off of. Yeah. A, 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 a hobo's backside. 
Basically, yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't know what's going on there. Right. Well, okay. That's you know, teach his own. Um. Anyways, sort of got off topic there. No, we never really got a topic besides Mormons. Rambling Raven. Mormons that's a great segment, though. We should bring that back. You look up another fact, and we'll do it okay, next week. I will. That I sounds will. amazing. Actually, I, one thing I, I was going to do this week, and I didn't do, and I, I probably should do it. I might do it tonight. I don't Just know. Just read more about <laughs> Mormons. No, it was watch the, uh, <laughs> the Going Clear documentary. Uh, HBO. Which, of course, is... You it's the HBO this? documentary. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. It's the HBO documentary. It about came out the, last Sunday about Mormonism. Uh, yeah, about Mormonism. Kind of trying to expose some of the secrets of the Mormon Church. Yeah, called Going Clear. Okay, wait, like secrets, like about that, kind of like about uh, the Rolling Stone article from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Can, like how in like certain areas of Utah, it's basically organized crime. Well, no, or? that's Mormonism. I'm talking about Scientology. Oh, you said Mormon Mormonism a second. No, I thought I said Scientology. See, dude, but it's, they're the same. You know what? We don't know. <laughs> no, we don't no know. you can't tell. That anyway, either. so uh, it's yeah, it's, it's a documentary called "Going Clear," and there uh, uh-huh. they talk about kind of the Church of Scientology and, and a lot of different stuff about it. Anyway, um, it, I've heard it wasn't as hard hitting as a lot of people thought. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you know what? For something for as litigious as Scientologists are, yeah. Um, and as for big as HBO is, and as much as they have to lose all that Game of Thrones money, I mean, come on, you know, uh, I can see why they wouldn't, why, exactly, like, everything that they, they talked, I've heard that they talked about on the documentary, um, they're gonna kind of toe the line. Well, no, they didn't toe the line, but they made sure that they can't be sued over it, basically. Oh, really? Well, that blows. So what's the point of that? But well, it's still a, a pretty damning expose on but, some of, some of the police. They have a lot. They have a they have a lot of people who used to be in the Church of Scientology talk about it, talking about it, stuff yeah. like that in interviews. Um, just well, they as far as being able to substantiate a lot of claims that people have about the Church of Scientology, yeah. they didn't do it. Um, like they didn't go into the the mis- disappearance of Miss Cavage's wife. Uh-huh. Um, this whole thing like five years ago, basically his wife was. Um, Trying to take a leadership, Miss Cavage is the guy who took over the leadership of the church after L. Ron Hubbard, um, and he's basically the guy that turned it into a money making cult instead of just like a sex cult. Because mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard was just about having power Screaming and being and able, uh, well, yeah, being able, being able to <laughs> yeah. mind control women into sleeping him with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Cavage was all about being so able like to, every man on the planet. Yeah, Miss Cavage, <laughs> however, was like I just want to control the United States government. That's all I want. Mm, you know. You know. Uh, so, you know. Either or. Both are good what things. I, you know. Yeah. Both, um, you have, both you have to have a healthy, healthy dose of megalomania. Yeah. No big deal. No, it's funny what she said a second ago. Kind of leads me to another topic. You, you were like, uh, they basically didn't say anything. They couldn't get sued over. Yeah. Can't there be... I just feel like if you're making a documentary, like, and it's stated as a documentary, mm-hmm. I mean... We're all smart enough to know that's opinion, right? Like, all documentaries are opinion uh, in some way or the other. Mm, or even what they're about mm, comes from a certain bias. Mm, no. Um, they can be sl- they can be made with bias, yes. But, uh, but I think they always a, are. I do, too. But a documentary is supposed to be you're documenting yeah, real-life facts of whatever, and, yeah. pres- and presenting them in a, in a way for but people like that, to easily what, consume. What was the one, Supersize Me? Uh-huh. Like... What is McDonald's going to sue him? How dare you eat two Big Macs in a row and puke? Yeah, like what? Well, okay, that's what happened. Like what? Like who gives it? Like you know what well, I mean? The, like the whole thing about McDonald's is McDonald's doesn't care how fat you get. McDonald's doesn't care how 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 terrible. Pe- 
McDonald's doesn't care if people know that a Big Mac has 9,000 calories. Okay? Right. They don't care. They don't care how, what, whether or not people know. But the Scientology know. does? That's well, what I'm saying. L- like, let, me, let, me, let me draw a distinction. Like, McDonald's whole thing is it's convenient, uh-huh. and it doesn't taste terrible. Yep. Yeah, it's about okay. it. Yeah, and they're and everywhere. It's and it's and it's, yeah. it's 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 cheap. It's yeah. it's convenient. They're everywhere. Yeah, and they're all the same. Uh-huh. The exact same. So you you go somewhere in Zimbabwe to get a chicken nugget, and it doesn't taste like same, a turd. And you know, in South Dakota to get a chicken nugget, it's same chicken nugget, right? Yeah, that's their selling point. Um, yeah, the same chicken feet ground yeah, up. Yeah, so you the- can say <laughs> you can say all the, you can, yeah. If Morgan Spurlock wants wants to for a month eat every single meal at McDonald's. And he's 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 dying because of it. Yeah, like so that's it. not news. Yeah, like it's it's jarring to see that on screen. Mm-hmm. But McDonald's doesn't care, right? Well, yeah, you know. But I just think that can't you kind of give a pass to documentary? And I also feel this way about comedians, like because comedians, you know, if, the last one I remember is Artie Lang got in some big trouble because he was. He, he tweeted a bunch of stuff. I can't remember if I mentioned it on the show or not, but he tweeted a bunch of stuff about. Uh, I don't know if it was Michelle Obama or it was some other black woman, but it was very much like, like it had all these like sexual stuff and like, like sort of release you from change, like all kinds of slavery stuff, race and sex. And, and, but it's like, if, if you're a fan of Artie Lang or, uh, or of, of like his comedy, or even if you're not like, there's people that I follow on Twitter that, that I'm a fan of their comedy or of their work. And they may post a viewpoint or a joke about a viewpoint or a joke with a viewpoint that I don't agree with. And I just, I brush past it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not for me, you know. You know, Pat Oswalt will, you know, tweet stuff about climate change or Obama or whatever. And it's just like, that's your viewpoint. Yeah. You know, get 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 back to what I like you for and I'll, I'll read that and enjoy it. Like, I don't care, like... I feel like you get a pass because you're a comedian mm-hmm. to to joke about whatever you know. You shouldn't get in trouble for that. Shouldn't, yeah. Shouldn't get lambasted and, and drug all over the whatever. Yeah. In, the, in terms of the media, but anyhow. Well, I think I think Scientology's um, litigious nature has worked against them, though. Uh, when you have to fight so. But litigious. What does that word mean? The the way they sue people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they kind of... Litigious is basically nitpicking and suing in any legal con- uh, any legal course you have to uh to, Oh, they to do that? I didn't know that about or... them. So they kind of do that. They kind of... Oh, they sue people left and right. Just for whatever? Y- yeah. Any, any, if you you make a statement about the Church of Scientology that's in any way negative, you're probably going to get sued. And if you have a large enough people who are paying attention to you, you're definitely going to get sued. But sued for what? For slander, for libor. Libor. Why? I can say libor. what I want. Uh, like, like I, I can hold the viewpoint that your church, you know, like, yes, but if, if my you, viewpoint is that you're a fat, you, lazy slob, if, you can get pissed off all day long yeah. that I called you a fat, lazy slob. I still think you're a fat, lazy slob. Uh-huh. So who cares? But if you say it in public and I can disprove it, I can sue you for that. It's slander. But, why, but, it, but that's the thing. You disprove it, it, you can't disprove an opinion. If you print it in media that's marketed, uh, it's libel. So, so for instance, for instance, only if it's presented as true. You ever, you ever seen or heard of the South Park episode, the Scientology episode? Heard, I've you have talked about it. But okay, that's that's all, all right. I know. So, in the very end of the, the I mean, they they go all out in uh-huh. this episode. They, a, they pull no does. punches. Yeah. Okay, but the very 
I think maybe I've seen it. Doesn't Tom Cruise, Cruise go bananas or something? Yeah. Yeah. I so, probably have seen it or pieces of um, it. And Stan becomes the incarnation of L. Ron Hubbard and all this other stuff. Uh-huh. So at the very end, uh-huh. it's a couple like lawyers for the Church of Scientology, and they're saying, we're going to sue you, we're going to sue you. And Stan says, so sue me, sue me. And the last shot is of Stan yelling into the camera saying, sue me, I don't care, I don't I don't give a bleep, sue me. Okay? Uh-huh. Credits, right? Yeah, for the episode. Normal credits, they would say all their names. Instead, yeah. it says John Smith, Jane Smith, John Smith, Jane Smith. All the way down through all the credits. Um, basically, anytime it's a dude, it says John Smith. Anytime it's a woman, it says Jane Smith. <laughs> right to right. avoid to avoid the suing that they normally would get. And Comedy Central was like, "You guys, if you're going to do like if you're going to do this episode, uh, this is what you have to do." Well, not what you have to do, but it was a way to work around not being sued by the Church of Scientology. They sue people all the time, and the main point I was trying to make is that anytime that you have something. And anytime anybody calls it into question, I want to go with what I was saying. But the past is because it's South Park. Like, what does South Park do? Yes, they make fun yes, of things. Yes, but it's not. It, you see, you see, it's not. It's not South Park. It's the Church of Scientology. Yeah, that has is, to pay for that. Who is yeah. no? Who is Sue Happy? Yeah. They they spend more money on in legal proceedings than anything else. Like it's a huge expenditure for them. They <laughs> sue people all the time for talking trash on them. Okay. But here's the thing: if you have to sue everyone around you in order to keep them from saying things uh-huh. about you, what does that say about what they're saying about you? It says that it's probably true because you're trying you're trying to keep the lie hidden. Oh, to uh, silence so, some sort of message or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, so absolutely. The fact that the Church of Scientology sues everybody that who hardcore. stands up against them in the media. Or in the public eye, yeah, uh, and, and immediately goes after them in court. Blend, it makes it to me extremely obvious yeah. that everything they say is nothing but a house of house of lies. Yeah, it's 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 just BS. Yeah, it's complete another bull. Yeah, it's not and, true. And, and by the way, on another note, and um, it's a mind control cult too. Scientology is just another religion, like many others, and yeah. uh, find your own way to God. Or to the. We have nothing against Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> Find your own way to God. I don't, or dude, I can't afford this. Yeah. Like we can't. <laughs> Seriously. The, the, like, guess what? They can't get anything. What from Matt's anyway. saying is uh, the Church of Scientology is completely in the right for the lawsuits. No, they're wrong, the dude, dude, dude. Anyway. They're, they're, uh, find yeah, find your own way to God. Or those the bottom proceedings of- are to be decided in the court of law, and what Matt has to say or think about them mean nothing. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I just want to get sued. That's all I'm find, saying. Find your own way to God or the bottom of a bottle. Either way, <laughs> uh, same, same, you're Peace accomplishing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Silence of the great question. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's move into some real stuff here. Been yammering on. For some real talk. Time. Yeah. Some real talk. Hashtag real talk. Hashtag. Okay. Um, couple of things I've got here. Trying to choose... Okay, this is pretty funny. From The Guardian. Uh, An Alabama man. Alabama man! Is that a real song? Uh, It's from South Park. I have a question about music, actually. We'll get into it here in a second when we need some more lighthearted stuff. But okay, so here's the headline. Alabama man off death row after 28 years to jailers. You will answer to God. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, I think I, I Anthony saw Ray that. Hilton, 58, sentenced to death for a crime he did not commit. Ballistics test was carried about carried out by civil engineer with one eye. Okay, f- first of all, 
maybe the guy, you know, be a civil engineer in the private sector, what have you, mm-hmm. so be it. If you can do that with one eye, even better. You're a hero. Mm-hmm. All the little kids who want to grow up and be civil engineers can look at that and say, he does it with one eye. But perhaps the man responsible for making, delivering reports that people's very lives hinge on, I'm just saying, should maybe not be the dude with one eye. Just throwing that out there. Well. <laughs> All I'm saying. Mm. Anyhow, Anthony Ray Hilton, uh, Hinton, 58, spent half his life on Alabama's death row, sentenced to die for two 1985 murders that for decades he insisted he did not commit. Over 28 years, the outside world changed while Hinton spent his days largely in a five-foot-by-eight-foot prison cell. Children grew up, his mother died, his hair turned gray. Inmates he knew were escorted off to the electric chair or lethal injection or lethal injection gurney. He was set free on Friday after new ballistics tests contradicted the only evidence and analysis of crime scene bullets. That's my other beef. The only evidence was crime scene bullets? Mm-hmm. Like, a, a dude's on death row for just crime scene bullets? Yeah. Like, not, like, semen or blood analysis or, I don't know, a smoking gun of some sort? Anyhow, they suffered a miscarriage of justice. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Quote, when you think you are high and mighty and you are above the law, you don't have to answer to nobody. This is the gentleman speaking. But I got news for them. Everybody who played a part in sending me to death row, you will answer to God. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I just thought it was interesting. Um, yeah. Perhaps in the context. Of and then I think the context of this article, it's not just he's not he's not just talking about the judge and the, the corrupt system that put him mm-hmm. in jail. I think he was specifically talking about the COs, the correctional officers, and yeah, stuff the guys like beating up on him for twenty eight years. Yeah, um, because you know he's a death row inmate; he doesn't have any rights. He has no yeah um, recourse for anything. So he's completely at the mercy of these D students. Yeah, whatever who, their whim is. You know who were able to pass a drug test, and so they got a job as a correctional yeah. officer. And what? What? I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Long and short of it. Okay, do that for us in prison. Yeah. You have drugs. Yeah. In prison. Yeah. There's a lot of drugs in prison. You have sex. Yes. You have everything that you could ever want outside of prison. Just you have to smuggle it in and it costs a whole lot more. Yeah. And uh, it may not be the sex you want. Yeah. But it's the sex, as Batman would say, it's the sex that Gotham deserves. Right. Um, <laughs> as a correctional officer. I'm not the sex you want. Yeah. I'm the sex Gotham deserves. Yeah. Cue a great soundtrack and him driving off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relative <laughs> relative to what Christopher Nolan's done lately. Have you seen Inter- Interstellar yet, speaking of which? I have not. Okay, we'll get back to that. Is it good? Uh, we'll get back to that. Okay. Um, correctional officers don't make their money from their paycheck, clocking in and clocking out. Correctional officers make money from smuggling heroin into jail. That's what a CO makes. Uh, COs, uh, you ever met a CO? Correctional officers? I have, yeah. Uh, it's the tap-out crowd. It's the tap-out affliction crowd. No, yeah, it's, it totally is. It's, it's, it's the, the... tattoos, the juice, the guns, like, yeah. The waste of DNA. Just, just... They... Man, they... They're the, they're the dudes who posted on their Facebook page, R.I.P. Paul Walker, who just reposted R.I.P. Paul Walker memes. Right. When, whenever he died, okay? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 the same crowd who th- who think that Marilyn Monroe and uh, what's the one dude um, who was in three movies and then then died in Good Riddance. 
uh, oh, I don't know. James Dean. Oh, okay. Who thinks that Marilyn Monroe and James Dean were the coolest people who ever lived. Uh-huh. Okay. And that they weren't completely is, depressed guys, as drug addicts. I've got one. These are the guys that uh, have just as much meat in their on their arms as they have in their heads. Well, there's no meat in your head. Well, if you're a meathead, you're an idiot. You never heard, you know, the term meathead? I guess so. No. Yeah. It was funny. Hand okay, no, I I, I, I get it. All right. Um, no, but so 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 if you're if a CEO, if you're a CEO, your power doesn't come from the fact that you have a stun gun and a baton and keys Maybe to the key, prison. Right. Your power comes to the fact that you are the guy making sure that these prisoners are getting their drugs. Yeah. And that the more powerful ones um can rape people while the cameras are turned a certain way, you know. Right. And the more powerful ones get the cameras in their cells turned off. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, prisons are are completely corrupt in this country. They're run by private companies, and uh, they're they're a breeding ground for drugs and and and, and, and more crime and and more crime. I mean, <coughs> even if you go for a short amount of time, it's pretty much all a bunch of criminals talking about what they do, mm-hmm. which is crime. Yep. So it's yeah, it's it's the like, big... I don't I don't I almost don't think that anybody f- with with a first time offense for almost anything. Mm. Like maybe pedophilia, rape, yeah, probably murder, but any other first-time offense, I really don't think you should go to an well, institution. Let's let's I say really don't. let's say because all it's going to do is say this lifestyle. Here you go. Yeah, it puts you into Here's it how even to more. do it. Here's a bunch of people that know how to do it. Have been doing it for years. It's networking. Like, yeah, it's networking for criminals. It's like LinkedIn for the bad guys. It's no, that's precisely what it is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so yeah, it's, it's it's I have I have I have nothing but sympathy for this man. Yeah, oh yeah, who sure, was wrongly sure, convicted yeah, no, I do too. of murder and spent twenty eight years on death row. Yeah, and I hope that every CEO who who ever abused him mm-hmm. and the judge and the lawyers and the DA who put him there, um, I hope that their sins come back to haunt them. Yeah, for this injustice. Um, but then I also hope that the sins of the people who are covering up the pedophile stuff in in New Eng- in, uh, in in England yeah. and and the rest of the world right now, and that's, it's uh, there's so many people coming forward, and it's not so many so many stories of victims that corroborate each other. Yeah, you know, there is no hard evidence because every sort of every well every um, attempt to get hard evidence or to have an investigation has been blocked and stonewalled in the name of national security. Yeah. So basically, what they're telling is, is that there, it's a, it's a terrorism argument. You can't we can't let you know what's going on because of national security. Yeah. So the reason why we can't prosecute pedophiles is because of national security. Well, there's only one scenario in that would, in which that would make sense, in which the people who are leading your country are the pedophiles themselves. That's yeah. the only that's the only way the the national security cover story makes sense. So the fact we haven't had an inv- investigation or any hardcore facts into this pedophile stuff. Is the fact that it's national security, but we have ton- dozens and dozens, almost hun- hundreds of stories of people who that, that corroborate one another. No, oh, yeah, independent yeah. witnesses that are saying the same exact same thing, and they, yeah. they went through In the same exact situations, and... naming the same exact people, yeah. describing the same exact people, the same exact places, the same exact situations from the 1960s on into the 1990s and even today. Okay, so this this is something that is not going away. But we're not investigating or not getting any facts because, because of national security. national security. So what does that tell you? That means that your royal family, your MP, your president, your senators, your congressmen are are having sex with children. 
they're all doing it. Or if not all of them, a large enough percentage that they can control the ones that don't. And it's satanic. Open your eyes. Anyway, that's all. That's, As a all, man, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, yeah. but, but, but. As but a man who believes in very it's little. It's the same sort it's, of culture. It's, it's, it's funny how quick you are to say. Well, just because some some people might have a satanic ritual doesn't mean that Satan's real. It's real to them, and it's. it's well, do you believe in Satan? Have I asked you that before? I, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I don't. Yeah. Do I believe I in God? You, I don't know. If you buy into that whole i that metaphysical idea mm-hmm. that's sort of described in the Bible, God, the angels, Jesus Christ, that mm-hmm. whole thing, the Satan and his and his demons, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, that's that's the least. I mean, I question more, or or at least wrestle over, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, a lot of other things, like a six day creation, is that mm-hmm. literal? Yada yada. We've had those talks, that sort of thing. But but the um, like the idea that that if 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 a if a god exists and he has angels, that one of them said I can be like God, and God was like enough of that and kicked them out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I, okay, makes sense. Yeah. You know, that's that. I, I, I can buy that. It makes sense. You know. Now, in terms of, you know, because, I mean, who knows, you know, what's, what form that is and what form it is today and what exactly the power he has. I mean, you know, we, you know, we do know that it, at least according to the Bible that this, this, you know, this universe is his. So, like, what does that mean? Like, I, th- I think probably... I'm gonna get weird with it for once, hmm. like you always do. I think, <laughs> I think, way more of the things that do not make sense, mm-hmm. and un- under that umbrella, I'll throw ghost stories, mm-hmm. aliens, mm-hmm. alien sightings, UFOs, that sort of thing, um, near death experiences, mm-hmm. the sort of you know died for a while, saw this or that, and came back, those types of things. Uh, even just the little things that, oh, I could have swore that was there, or I could have swore that was this, and you know, it's, you know, or it's actually Thursday, or it just it, all the little things that are unexplainable. I'm likely, way more likely, to believe that that's doings of Satan. Yeah, because again, if you believe the scriptures as I claim to do, uh, then this universe is his. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not that weird, I guess, compared to some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Got mad over here talking about Satanists, Satanist cults and tattoos and stuff. If you talk to your, most of your evangelicals, they would say it's a little weird. But then, see, most evangelicals don't like talking about anything besides their own redemption. They are really into that. I is something uh, I've noticed. Because you know, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to go to church this Sunday. Is uh, you know, I, it would be all about me. Everything in in that that the sermon, everything in the in the worship service would have been all of it would have boiled down to the me, the uh, the I. Uh-huh. What is Jesus and what is the Bible doing for me? And that's all I think that most churches are. It's what is the Bible doing for me? Not what the truth is, not my place in the world or my purpose. Yeah, what or I'm what supposed can... to the work I'm supposed to do for other people. It's about what am I doing? Oh, you mean I I can have forgiveness? For all the bad, th- all the things I feel guilty about, not the bad things I've done, because there are bad things that everybody does that they have no guilt about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not forgiveness for the see. So in, in American ev- ev- evangelicalism, it's not the, about forgiveness for the bad things I've done. Yeah, it's it's the ones you feel bad the, enough about. The ones I feel guilty about. Yeah, it's 
easing my conscience. It's easing my guilt. Sure. It's letting me look in the mirror without wanting to kill the person I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- that's what that's what redemption and salvation, quote unquote, is all about. But the Bible is so much more than that. If you really believe what's what's there, uh, it's not. Uh, it, 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 it's a story of redemption, but it's not about your redemption, you stupid mother <laughs> Okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that, no, no. That That's just fine. slipped out. I didn't, I didn't mean to say that. It's not about your redemption. It's yeah. about the redemption of, of humanity, of the universe. Yeah. It's about the redemption of a collective that you are a cell in. You are yeah. an atom yeah. in, the, in the collection of there's the a, There's of, a grand consciousness redemption. that if you believe that was created by God. Yeah. Even still, like those, like those sorts of things, you know, might seem a little bananas to your typically evangelical, but like that stuff to me is like the fascinating part. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the most fascinating part about the six day creation is not, oh, God created everything. Like that's fascinating everything, but like, like it's the aspect of like, I don't know, just taking it a step further in the sense that like everything that we have, because we're so compartmentalized that mm-hmm. I think and this almost sounds pastory, but like we're so compartmentalized. They always use it. They always use an analogy like this in terms of sin. And we're like, Oh, we think that God can't see the sin, but it's like, it's, we're so compartmentalized that I think we think that God isn't a part of like everything. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that he quite literally spoke it all into an exist into existence, yeah. in whatever form that took, which if, then, if God does exist and if the Bible is, is true, then yeah. that's absolutely what happened. Yeah. I mean, we see in the physical universe that the matter is nothing more than vibrating waves. Energy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's vibration. That's all the physical... of God, vo- God's voice. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's an echo. All of us, physicality is nothing more than, than, than particles vibrating. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, so Interstellar, okay, yes, Interstellar. Let's talk about Christopher Nolan for a second. We, okay, we, we, now we, produced, directed. I wasn't aware that that was uh, written and directed by. Oh, okay, Christopher Nolan. So, all his. I think directed by. I know written by. It's a Christopher Nolan film. You know, I'm only excited about one thing that Christopher Nolan's doing. Uh, Inception two. Uh, okay, first of all, Super- first of all, that's rumored. S- Oh my god! And I'm not sure where you got that information. I just, I just, I just said it. But now that I've said it, I, I said it because I, it would be the worst thing in the world. But and the only time that it has ever been, it's not corroborated. But the only time that it's ever been sort of is is Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack for Inception, uh-huh. and on the red carpet for Man of Steel. Uh, I think it was E or somebody mm-hmm. was talking to him, and they're like, "Oh, so you, yeah, you also did Inception." He was like, "Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite Nolan projects. I love doing the music for it." And they go, "So at the end, the totem, like, what is, does it fall? Like, what's going on?" And mm-hmm. he's like, "He's like, hmm, I'm not really sure." And then they're like, "Inception two, yes, we or like, will we find out? Like, what's going on?" And he was like, "We'll just have to see what Nolan wants to do. That's it." Which is a no. You think Unless so? you're writing a BuzzFeed article, that's a no. Come on. Okay. Well. That's an absolute no. Unless you're writing a BuzzFeed article, and then it's m- oh my gosh, oh, maybe it's it's definitely happening. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, it's a it's, well. Anyways, the, the point is Nolan's only doing one thing that I care about right now, which is the next Spider-Man movie. The next Batman. The next Superman movie. The next Superman movie. I thought uh, uh, I thought Duke Snyder was doing that. If you're referring to Zack Snyder, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. He directed Man of Steel, but he didn't write it. It was produced by Christopher Nolan. Okay, All right. as will the second one. Okay, all right, cool. Um, 
Well, you know, it's, it's cool. Uh, but here's the, here's the thing. Um, it, let's talk about Interstellar. Okay. First off, we can't talk about Interstellar without talking about Christopher Nolan. The guy is awesome. Christopher Nolan. Okay. He's made some pretty cool fl- films. Okay. okay. Um, just, I mean, he didn't really become a huge household name until Inception. But look, look, Memento. Well, didn't the Dark Knight Trilogy really did that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Inception was the first movie he made when he was a big name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did he do Shutter Island too? No, that was uh, Scorsese. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way. Uh, yeah, better than Inception. Um, you didn't like Inception? We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of things we got to get to, Matt. Like, <laughs> go on. So he made Christopher Nolan made Memento. Let's see what else did he make? Um, he made a couple of really good films. I think The Illusionist was one of his. Perhaps I don't. I don't um, know. You're asking the wrong dude. Or was the Illusionist, or was it the, uh, the Prestige? The, no, it was the Prestige. Yeah, the Prestige. Um, I thought that was kind of overrated. Made some really, really, really good films. Uh, Batman, all really good films. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. Inception comes along, a movie that's super cool. Idea is really awesome, but doesn't really make any logical sense. Dreams within dreams within dreams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a, it's a nice thought, but does can it is actually happen in reality? No. Also, the whole point with the whole spinning totem at the very end, yeah. I liked. I like the fact you don't know whether it's going to fall or, not. or whether it stays up. Yeah. Okay. Whether we're awake or not. Precisely. Yeah. Now, everybody's going on like that reporter who asked him, "Does it fall? Does this totem fall down?" The whole point of that scene is that you don't know. Yeah. You get to make up. You get to decide the ending. Yeah, it's it's. No, your, the whole point of that scene, Matt, is it, to have a Hollywood franchise to answer the question yeah, and your, then repeat the question and answer it again. It's your interpretation. <laughs> it's your interpretation. Yeah, no, I okay. get it. I get it. Now let's go to Interstellar. Yeah, a movie that is a great premise uh, suffers from logical flaws all the way through. Doesn't make any sense. It's almost three hours long. Matthew McConaughey phones it in for most of the time. Um. Let's uh, see who else is in it. Michael Caine, he's the only one who's even serviceable as, as <laughs> any sort of acting. Wow. Um, and yet you liked it? You're uh, raving who's, about Who's it? the one, one One toothy chick from uh, Batman? Anne Hathaway. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. in it. Complete, complete waste of Anne Hathaway. Really? And I don't think she's that talented anyway, but... I, I actually really like Anne Hathaway. Uh, I, think she's, I think she's gorgeous, Not but... Not for Batman. I thought she was overrated in Batman. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't really dig the Catwoman character. Well, they didn't go deep into the character. She's just kind of there as she... Yeah. The, her her character there is, is a romantic subplot for Batman, so that at the very yeah. end, Michael Caine can be sipping on his, his weird Italian liquor and see Batman with, with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And then it could be, oh, Batman's happy, finally. No, he's not. He's Batman. The whole point, he Batman is still six years old. With his, Stuck in the well st- with the bats. And well, he's still six years old seeing his parents shot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's where Batman is and always will be. That's why he's the Cape Crusader. That's why he's the Dark Knight. That's why he, he, he is who he is. Uh-huh. Because he's always going to be that little boy. He's always going to be fighting crime from a place of fear. And you can't be happy if you're... If you're living your life from a place of fear, so you're never gonna have a happy relationship. So I don't like that ending to the third Batman movie because it's, oh, Batman's happy now. No, he he should he should he should stay frustrated because that's Batman. Yeah. Anyway, Batman doesn't get happiness. That's the whole point of the superhero mythos is that superheroes are never really happy. That's why I loved Man of Steel because we didn't have a happy Superman. Yeah, we had yeah. a Superman that was 
Should yeah. I break Zod's neck or not? Yeah. Because I don't kill people. Yeah. I'm I'm red, white, and blue. I'm a Boy Scout. Yeah. But I'm going to snap this mofo's neck. Uh, gods don't find love. Gods are gods. Anyway, and the whole the whole superhero thing is all god mythos. I happen to think when Wonder Woman comes along, though. <laughs> Someone's going to... You know in Man of Steel... Uh, uh, shoot, I forgot the full title. Man of Steel... Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, not Dawn of Justice, Dawn of Justice, Batman versus Superman, whatever it is. No, it's it's, it's Batman versus Superman, Dusk of Twilight. Okay. Anyhow, uh, in the next movie, you know someone's locking lips with Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. And then is he's it going to be Batman? Or and Superman? then he's going to kiss her on the mouth. Is it? Whoa! Humor. Is it going to be Batman or Superman? That's my question. It's going to be both at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sort of like mm-hmm. a... A devil's three-way. We have to fight crime. I love fighting crime. Like a House of Cards thing? Yeah. In uh, season yeah. Uh, d- mm-hmm. uh, two, was it two? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Uh, what's Let's see. Who, who, Kevin Spacey. What's... Kevin Spacey would be Superman. No, what's the name and of Meacham this... would be Batman. Oh, yeah, Meacham. He had, yeah, Meacham. Get in here, Meacham. Yeah. Have sex with my wife. And presumably me, based yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Yeah. interlocking of faces. <laughs> um... <laughs> <coughs> anyway, Interstellar. The funny thing is, you know there's fan art out there about Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. That... It's Rule 34. Yeah. If it exists. Yeah. So sad. On the internet, there's porn of it. So sad. Anyways. Um, so, Interstellar. Logical logical leaps all the way through. Uh-huh. Stuff the, that doesn't make sense. Flick, you're saying. Uh-huh. Basically, the whole the whole point is, Matthew, at the end of the movie, Matthew, and spoilers, okay, Matthew McConaughey travels through both time and space. From the edge, of, he's on the edge of a black hole. He travels through the black hole, and then comes out of the bookcase in his old house. <clears throat> appears to as, his daughter. That's where all black holes lead. Yep. Appears to his daughter, and then goes back, and then his daughter finds a way to get him back home. And the whole thing is that love allowed him to transverse the time and space, time and space, and meet up with his daughter. It Blech. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And in and and in the end, it, it's it gives you an ending where I th- I think it would have been better for for Matthew McConaughey to have one of those things where he's he's having an an uh, like like a totem ending. No, well, question yeah, kind of where where you don't know whether or not he's simply dying and hallucinating over thousands of years as he's being sucked into this black hole. Yeah, slowly, 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 and so time is dilating for him, and it's basically a dream thing where he doesn't know whether he's coming back to his daughter or not, but they actually make it a real-life thing. Anyway. Uh, sort of the way the best movie ever made ends. The look on Matt's face. He's, he's Garfield 2? No. Oh. No. What movie? 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay, yeah. With, uh, the, with the baby... And then every time he sees himself, that's him. Yeah, um, great flick. Only one, the only one I like like that. I don't like space stuff at all. That's the only movie I like like that. You might like Interstellar to the last I don't know hour and or two hours and two and a half hours. The last two and a half hours of Interstellar. I mean, not who that doesn't great. feel triumphant as mankind when those yeah. monkeys bash each other over the heads? I know. The first fifteen minutes of Interstellar, awesome. The last two and a half hours, eh, not so much. Oh, so just watch that then. Yeah, I watched the first fifteen minutes. I can probably find that on YouTube. Anyway. Um, some more media news then we'll go into some more real stuff unless you had something else to say no no whoa yeah we're moving along we are uh, media stuff clip. though have you seen Bloodline on Netflix no you you texted me about it um, it's Kyle Chandler is the lead in that right the guy from Friday Night Lights I think so yes or to people who are cool and know him 
from early edition uh-huh. in the nineties. Uh-huh. One of the my favorite sci fi shows of all time. X Files? No. Early edition. Firefly? Nope. Early edition. Oh, that's the name of the show. The name of the show is Early Edition. Oh, yeah. okay. It was about it was about this guy who lives in Chicago. It's starring Kyle Chandler. Uh-huh. He lives in Chicago. He uh he owns a bar and uh all of a sudden this cat shows up at his at, the, at his door. The cat's sitting on top of a newspaper. He wakes up, he hears this meow outside of his apartment door. He opens up he opens up the door. There's this cat sitting on top of this newspaper, mm. which is weird because he doesn't have a cat. He doesn't read the paper. <laughs> he picks up the newspaper and he starts thumbing through it. And looks like a regular ass newspaper. Yeah. Except he realizes something. The date is dated for tomorrow. Oh. And everything that's in the newspaper. The dreaded dis- sci-fi trope of the newspaper of tomorrow. He's going. And the, what's in the newspaper is what's going to happen today. So he's a man who gets tomorrow new- news today, which means he gets to go out into the city and fight crime and save people. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So basically, three seasons. Great, you had a, some great characters, like this great B character. Right. Uh, it was just, and maybe it's my 12-year-old rose-colored glasses looking at this, you know, thir- I was it's 12, possible, 13. yeah. But it's a great show. Anyways, Bloodline, it has the chick from uh, All Grown Up Now from um, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Linda Carnalini? Yes, the dark-haired one. Yeah, the main character. Yeah, she's in it. Yeah, she's in Mad Men, too. Oh, is she? Last season, yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. I haven't watched Batman in a while. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Bloodline, I, I want you to watch it, and I want us to be able to talk about it. I want to know what your opinion is on it. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, it starts off, I, I'll say this, first two episodes, I'm like, okay, this is just, like I was like bored out of my skull. Mm-hmm. And then because Louie is still yet to come back, and, and what you call him, still coming back, um, Sil- Silicon Valley, Louie. About the only things I'm looking forward to. Five days until oh, Silicon Game Valley. Of Dragons. No, five days until Silicon Valley. Game of Dragons. That's what you're looking forward to, Matt. You don't have to. You don't have to act like it's Silicon Valley for me. I know what you're looking forward to, and the added bonus for you is Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, yeah, those weren't on, so I'm like, just had time, and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna watch this. Blasted through it. First five episodes, like I said, slow moving. Not really sure what the story is. There's just this dude that you don't really get. Last five episodes, well, it's 13, like like House of Cards, but uh, the last later half of the season really got into it. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff here. Hmm. Like you find out that the characters are way more in-depth than than first realized. Yeah. There's a lot of backstory to the characters. There's a lot of, there's a lot of past stuff. I feel, like, I feel like you remember how you had that gut feeling starting off with Dexter? With the the taboos mm-hmm. and the sort of like family secrets aspect to it, and yeah. kind of like you know, yeah. like um, you know, people are the way they are because of their pasts. Like mm-hmm. that really plays in, but in a family way. And it's it's it, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the first season. Okay, I'll put it on my I'll put it on my watch list. Yeah, put uh, put it on the list. Watch it. I want to know what you think. There's a lot of stuff on my watch list right Chick now. Chick from Freaks and Geeks, though. I thought, I'm trying I thought maybe to, uh, that would pique your interest. Yeah. At least. I'm trying to watch. I, I, and there's no sex, by the way. Netflix original. Okay, we'll forget that then. <laughs> well, well, there is, but it's it's very it's very um, it's like primetime NBC sort of. Yeah. Hump with our clothes on and then done. Okay, well, the, 
No, for, forget it. Like there's Look, no boobies. Addison, you know me. I'm never. I'm not watching any television that a homeschool mom wouldn't classify as porn. Okay, nothing I watch. Well, the language she wouldn't let him watch him for the language. Oh, okay. This family swears a lot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's there's mother effer and yeah. effing listen to me. And yeah. Yada yada yada. See, I have I have and there's drugs. Ooh. Mostly cocaine and alcohol, yeah. but there is drugs. Okay. See, I have this. Um, Julie, she's she's a forty seven year old homeschool mom. Uh-huh. Um, anytime I have a new TV show or new music or something, I want you know new video game. I call her up and I say, Judith, what's your opinion of of X Y and Z? Uh-huh. And if she she gives it a good review, like I I I immediately avoid mark it, it off. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Not if she if she says it's terrible and it's going to send me to hell and keep it out of her house. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and if you've seen that, stay stay out of my house. Yeah. Um, you know, then, then I must buy a category. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, which is, you know, it's, it's weird cause she's, she's always hit me up for weed, which is odd <laughs> for a homeschool mom, but you know, I, you know, well, you know, okay. Homeschool mom, I, I can presume Missouri, we're talking about, we're not talking about three kids here. Yeah. We're talking about six or more. This is just me assuming, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about six or more here and you know, they don't all behave, Matt. You know, and Daddy works. Daddy works yeah. two jobs so that well, they I can afford the Abeka. I don't books think she's in the Bob Jones University sort of. I don't think teaching that, aids. I don't think that she's using it to smoke or get high. I think what she's doing is she's she's grinding it down to the essential oils and then using that oils to uh, to to lubricate the can the the lids on her mason jars so that oh, during canning for canning season, yeah, they, yeah. it creates a, a tighter seal. Uh huh. And well. I, Oh, you said canning season. When is canning season actually over? Canning season goes from January first to South December thirty first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you know that's that's she's using it as a lubrication on mason jars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To 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 you know how somebody you get a mason jar and you just spin the lid right off. Yeah. And then, you know, the lid pops. Yeah, off. Yeah, sort of pop. Yeah. You you want that spin, but you also want the whole both pieces the of the jar to come off at the same time. And so, if you lubricate the seal on that just a little bit with with the uh, essential cannabis oil, yeah, um, you get uh, you get a much cleaner seal without some of the gunk and yeah. stuff that it's you organic. get on there. You know? It's completely organic. Yeah, um, and it's a natural it, way of doing it. Uh-huh. You don't it, want WD-40 or something. Well, it also keeps the uh, the 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 metallic taste. Of, oh, of the can lid. Of the can lid out of your canned goods. Oh, okay. So your stewed tomatoes don't pick up that metallic taste. Yeah. You just get a uh-huh. nice mm-hmm. sort of, you know, on the stewed tomatoes, you just get a nice cush afterbirth. Yep. Yeah. Cush afterbirth? Cush nice... afterbirth. That's a new uh, weed name for a strain I'm ca- I, I call it. Cush afterbirth? Cush, afterbirth. Afterbirth cush. <laughs> afterbirth cush. Yeah, you get like a nice a nice cush note uh-huh. at the end of the stewed yeah. tomatoes. Because yeah. when you smoke it, you get so red-faced, they think you're giving birth. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, anyways, okay, you mentioned this before. I wanted to talk about it. It can be the last thing if you want as we're moving on. People like longer episodes. People like the shorter ones too, though, so I don't, I don't really know. Well, uh, people like people like anything we're giving them, Madison. Uh, true, very true. Long or short. Um, You mentioned that you saw it, watched it live, I think. I only saw the headlines. Didn't really get the chance. I assume because it's John Oliver. It's on his YouTube. Because it. Oh yeah, it's on. It's, it's on, YouTube, on YouTube. What within one day or is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I should probably get on and just watch the episode. But anyways, John Oliver had esteemed guest 
public enemy of the United States government, number one, mm-hmm. Edward Snowden. Yeah. Uh, the, the headline that I pulled or the story kind of chronicling it, and I'll let you get into it, like I said, because you watched it, uh, was from Mashable. But uh, in an interview la- with last week tonight, host John Oliver, whistleblower Edward Snowden shared some inter- interesting revelations about the U.S. government's capabilities to intercept people's personal data, mm-hmm. including dick pics. Yeah, and that was kind of the whole analogy. That was just kind of the running joke through the whole thing is that yeah. they were using the analogy of of, of pictures of your junk mm-hmm. to 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 talk about sort of stand for any de- personal data. Or Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, okay, yeah. So tell me, so what did was well, he in person? Y- yes, it was. It was an, a An recorded in interview that he. No, it wasn't in studio. It was a rec- recorded interview where John Oliver actually went to Russia. Oh. Wow, and they were set up. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they were set up in this building, and and uh, in the yeah. Kremlin. No, actually, right across from the KGB building, though. Oh no, kidding! Like in downtown Moscow. Yeah. Nice. Um, they they so they were uh, they did a normal regular show, and you know they started it kind of normally, and then he went off on a tangent about surveillance, and then he, you know, introduced a segment thing, and you know they had Edward Snowden, and then they had him. It's sitting in a room. You mm-hmm. cl- cl- clearly see from the architecture, it was kind of Russian, that that uh, 1960s Stalinist Russia architecture. Yeah. And, and, and dec- decoration. Kind of. Yeah, the palatial, the red palace kind of de- decor. <coughs> anyway, so uh, he's sitting there, and it shows the time, right? 12.01. He's supposed to meet him for an interview at noon, right? Mm-hmm. And they do this whole bit where basically he doesn't show up till an hour and 15 minutes after the interview is supposed to start. Snowden doesn't. Yeah, Snowden uh-huh. doesn't. Uh-huh. Uh, well, then what's the gag? Just that he didn't show up? Like there's no... Oh, no, the the, the, the gag is the fact that they're, their building is right across from the the head of Moscow Intelligence oh, where yeah, they're doing okay. the interview. Nice. And the fact that, every, that, that he's like, you know, and they said, I, I've just been told, John Oliver, while they're waiting on Edward Snowden, says, I've just been told that... Uh, <laughs> that the Russian government knows that we're here and knows that Ru- the Snowden is coming here and knows what we're about what we're about to do. So we might not be doing what we're about to do. <laughs> nice. But he does show up. Yeah. They do the interview. Um and it, it it it's it's very entertaining. Yeah. Um and it's very mind blowing. But one of the things they do to set the segment up is do the man on the street thing with Edward Snowden. Yeah. And ask him ask people who Edward Snowden is. Yeah. And how many people did people know? Um, and was this in Russia or United States? United States. Okay. And just, uh, so yeah, did people know? And it's 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 one of the things where he says he says at the beginning of it that this is completely indicative of the answers that we got. This is there there Best aren't we idea, didn't yeah. we didn't slant this in one way or the other. Yeah. Okay. No one knows. No one they asked knew exactly who he was and what he had done. There's a lot of people who were, they confused him with Julian Assange. <laughs> Um, well, a lot of people okay. said that he was, okay. he was the creator of WikiLeaks. One person said he was the creator of Wikipedia. <laughs> um, they said that he was. Everybody said he was a traitor. Basically, what everybody on the street said was exactly what the United States government has been trying to paint him. So this whole mass media brainwashing thing of constantly saying Edward Snowden of not even saying is Edward Snowden a traitor, but asking the question: Who is Edward Snowden? Is Edward Snowden a traitor? Oh, yeah. Every single major news outlet has said those words at least a dozen times. Is Edward Snowden a traitor? Yeah. Is he a traitor? So if, if I go up to everybody you know and say, is Addison Todd a pedophile? Is Addison Todd a pedophile? Is Addison Todd a pedophile? Yeah. Guess what? 
people are going to start to think you're a pedophile. Yeah, the rumor's going to be that I'm a pedophile. And if sure. I ask everybody, and I, if I do it on, in the media, yeah. guess what? People are going to associate you with pedophilia. Yeah. Simply for asking a question. So, basically what, what has happened in the United States in the past year, since the whole dumping of the documents and since the whole whistleblowing thing with the NSA and PRISM and all that, is that the media has constantly asked the question, is Edward Stone a traitor? Yeah. And what's what is it? And it and he showed very clearly what's that what that has done in the public's mind. Yeah. Is everybody thought he was a traitor and said, "Oh, he stole he stole secrets. He sold secrets from the he he sold secrets to the enemy." One person said that he he stole and then sold information <laughs> to to China. I don't even think the U.S. government says he did that. Exa- exactly. But what I'm saying is the, the, the vilification of somebody with without trial. Yeah. Um. Is and and this this uh, trial in the public eye basically is it's it it creates um, this image where you can't wa- you can't wash that image off you yeah all you can and and they basically they did that man on the street thing and then they were doing the interview and then John Oliver said you know and then Snowden said something to the effect of no oh, I think I think that everybody. Uh, in America, uh, realizes what the truth is, and I think there are a, lar- a large percentage of the population that's behind me, and a lot of people know what's going on, and know th- that what I'm doing is on the good and the right. And then there's this heartbreaking moment hmm. where John Oliver pulls out his iPad and he says, "I just want to let, you- I just want to show you what people are saying about you," and he pulls out the iPad and he shows him. Those were man on the street recordings of people not knowing who he is, people calling him a traitor. Wow. People saying, not having, association. Yeah, having no idea who he is. And the guys look, Snow Edward Stone goes from confident, triumphant, I'm doing whatever, just to crestfallen and then depressed and then on the verge of tears. Wow. And it's this heartbreaking moment. Because you realize that – in that moment, he's realizing that, that, that nobody cares. Yeah. And nobody gives a shit. Well, the, the funny thing is – and this – what you just and that, said that, – that, that, I think that's the most poignant part of that interview, and that's yeah. really what sealed the deal for me. I, I don't know. I was going to say this a second ago, and what you said leads right into it. it it's funny to me because, it, you know, if, if, if President Obama or the Joint Chiefs or something stood up tomorrow and said, Edward Snowden – is being charged with A, B, C, whether it's a hundred long. Yeah. Okay. At least then you'd have an idea of he's supposedly an enemy for this reason. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's it's funny in an ironic way to me that the United States government, the absolute worst that they can come up with, you know, they ask they ask NSA officials whatever it is, and and like the absolute worst that they can come up with is that, you know, it's 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 possible that. Um, that that he was working with with Russia or China or North Korea, uh, in terms of these stolen secrets. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Because the North Koreans downloaded them like a trillion other people did. Yeah. Like that's I I don't understand the connection between he's supposedly a spy for whoever you know and the the uh, whoever he's supposedly a spy for whoever but then why is this information 
why, why was he so specific about the way he did it? Mm-hmm. Why was it spe- so specifically through Glenn Greenwald? Why was it spe- so spe- specifically through a journalistic entity mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, he was found out doing this or he was found out, you know, having taken this information or whatever it is, you know, or, or, or whatever. Like, it's just, it's just, mm, there's a good chance he was working with Russia. Yeah. And there's a good chance he's a flying unicorn. Like, that doesn't, that, there's no, I, I don't see the connection between this supposed treason or whatever. Like, I, to me, what it, what it, what it reeks of and what it just says black and white is that you're kind of just really pissed off that we all know this now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I get that, but did the dude do anything wrong? Like, yeah. Here's the thing, though. I, legally I, speaking, I yeah, don't think I doubt, so. I doubt there's ever going you know? to be a trial for Edward Snowden. Um, I doubt it. Is it because he can pretty much can't he in terms of where things are? Can he just kind of pretty much hang out there till? Yeah, and that's where the United States government, well, the United States government, doesn't want to extradite him because if they extradite him, they have to put him in a jail that's not Guantanamo Bay, and if they put him in a jail that's not Guantanamo Bay, they have to give him a trial, and if they give him a trial, they have to present evidence, and if they present evidence, the pub, the American saying, public is going to well, the American public is going to know what happened. And it's going to be pretty obvious to most people that this man is an innocent person who is merely trying to wake the rest of us up about what our government is doing to us. Yeah, and, and the it was, slaves, and like I said, the slavery the in which they're keeping us. I think I think it was absolutely key. That it yeah. was through the media, through Glenn Greenwald, through a mm-hmm. journalist who 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 went through all of this and categorized it, yeah. and wrote about it in a in a certain series of of, of you know articles mm-hmm. and, and things. It's like, but if you keep him overseas in Russia. You pay. You can. You can through the media, not through any sort of actual trial or any sort of facts. Yeah. But through the media, you can paint him as a coward because he ran away. Mm-hmm. You can ask questions like, "Is Edward Snowden a traitor? Yeah. Is Edward Snowden a pedophile? Is he a Russian spy? Because he was. Does Russia. Edward Snowden have a micro penis? Yeah. Did Edward Snowden beat his girlfriend? Did Edward Snowden kick a dog in the eighth grade? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, like if he had sent a thumb drive to the president and said, give me a billion dollars or everyone sees this. No, like, he would have been killed. Well, well, probably, but you know, then at least like there's like some type of crime. Like yeah. he, he went to a journalist and said, Hey, this is information that people need to know, mm-hmm. or I feel like people need to know. And the journalist agreed with him, you know, like yeah. it wasn't like, I don't think there was some hardcore convincing on Edward Snowden's part in terms of, Hey, I really need to get this information out. Do you possibly know of a way that I can like, Mm-hmm. I think it was, at least from what I understand and from what I've read, it was very thought out in terms of Greenwald and what he was doing, yep. and the the series and the way that they released the articles and the information. And, yeah. You know, is, is the dude a criminal? No. Yeah. He might have acted outside of, I was going to say the United States, but the NSA's best interest. I'm willing to concede that. Yeah. But a criminal? I don't think so. But, I mean, he also did his best and is doing his best to try and wake us up to realize that we're slaves. Hmm. But it's not, the slaves don't want to, they don't want to break off their chains. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to. Of course not. Slavery is too much fun. Because, yeah, we have our, Yeah, you know, I I have my Snapchat whenever I want. Yeah. And your kick. And if the government, if the government happens to see it, so be it. Mm Mm-hmm. No. I had a friend actually tell me, uh, a smart friend, a mutual friend of ours actually, you know who it is. He was like, I was telling him about this app Telegram because I was like, I was like, and I told you about it 
because it's it's supposedly secure, you know, mm-hmm. like they've they've gone through and there's like a bounty up for you know if you can crack it and all sorts of stuff. So that's to me that's an added bonus, but actually it's it's like it's like WhatsApp, but it's like a way better version. Like mm-hmm. you can send files way better and it's a lot smoother and, and it really is if you're gonna if you're gonna commu- if you're gonna like chat with like a group of people, Telegram's a great way to do it. But anyways, I was telling him about that app because I was like, oh, you, you should check it out. Like, you know, because it, it doesn't, you can send pictures in full resolution and they just, they download super easy and everything, like, all this like that. And uh, he was like, he was like, because I mentioned the encryption part. And he's like, dude, he's like, you just need to realize that, you know, the price for everything that we have is that the government can see it all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yep. No. And, and he was making a joke, but I was like, seriously? Yep. Come on. That shouldn't be the price. Yeah. If 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 that's truly yeah whoever's justification for it, the price for your convenience is your liberty. I'd ra- I think I'd rather have my liberty or a little bit more of my liberty. <coughs> like maybe not all of it. Like I get, we should probably pat people down before they get on planes because they've been flown into buildings before. No, we shouldn't. At all, we shouldn't. No, shouldn't pat people no, down at all. No, it, it's no it, check to get on a plane. Oh, well, obviously you check. Like you have to have you have to have a ticket. You have to pay to get on the plane, but I shouldn't check. And you, you should for... probably have. You should probably go through a metal detector. So a metal detector. Yeah. So, so I should I should check that you have a ticket, and that you don't have C four or an AK forty seven or a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you can get on. Sure. Okay. I might be willing to do that because I, I don't really see what the pat down does to be honest. Because those planes weren't hijacked. They were specifically thro- flown into those buildings. Yeah, the only the only reason why not Flight ninety three crashed in the middle of it's because uh, the people rushed the cockpit, right? Yeah, because the people the people on the plane were like, "No CIA operatives, you're not okay. going to be able. To, you're not yep, going to hijack this plane." Uh huh. Oh God, you and your and CIA. I'm sorry. Uh, the CIA controls everything, don't they, man? Yeah, they do. They Bet- do between CIA and Satan. <laughs> You live in you live in a pretty dark world, my friend. We all live in a dark world. Some of us have our eyes open <laughs> to the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, or some of us have 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 had our eyes open long enough that our eyes have adjusted to the dark. Ooh, and a better analogy. I like that one better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and can now see Satan in the CIA. Yeah, yeah. Which one's worse? Do you think Satan or the CIA? CIA. hands down hands down control the known universe hatred against god if there is one Mm -hmm. offensive not as offensive as yeah but see here's the thing uh you you, what do you expect from an almost deity like he's almost he's almost god but not quite yeah of course he's gonna want to be that's the only step up like in all of in in all of creation like everything wants to be better than it than it was before right okay yeah that's the that's the natural arc is is to try and get better so you create a, a, a super be- you're God you create a super being who's almost as awesome as you but not quite there that's just Aren't inviting trouble yeah that you're just you're in you you are creating a nemesis yeah you're creating an arch enemy okay yeah. and you know that you're doing this because you're God you know everything yeah so you know you're creating an arch enemy who's almost as powerful as you but not quite there yeah so what what choice does Lucifer have but to try to 
to for, he's just on the path of self fulfillment yeah. and self betterment. He's trying to find himself, and finding himself he means has to trying to overthrow the deity of the, of the universe. Yeah, so you know, it's just, it's 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 more like Satan is. It's not like Satan is. Uh, he's not Voldemort, okay? In Harry Potter, he is Julie Roberts in Eat, Pray, Love. He's just—he's going to Italy to bum around for a couple months and find himself. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's just on—he's on the path of, of he's on self his life betterment. Quest, however, misguided. He's on a path of self betterment. You know, right. he's trying to eat better. He's trying to get exercise, and you know, he's, and let me guess, your counterpoint. And but the CIA chooses to be evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's so, Satan is Julie Roberts in Eat, Pray, Love. You know, he's trying to eat. The best food, drink the best wine, and bang a bunch of Italian dudes. Right. That's what he's doing. Right. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. No big deal. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Fulfilling his destiny. All while staging a, an all-encompassing universal coup. But anyways, mm-hmm. if yeah. you believe that sort of thing. Uh, you know, if you buy into it. We yeah. always sure. we always put sure. that disclaimer, you know, if, if you believe that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we here on Give That Some Thought are respecting of all beliefs, including those of the Church of Scientology. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's all you're allowed to say. I guess so. That's that's the only rebuttal to my approval of Scientology that our lawyers have allowed Matt to give. Mm-hmm. No. Anyhow, anyway. I think that just about does it. We've given that some thought. Join us next week. I'm actually curious what uh, episode number are we on. 64. This is episode 64, Matt. Wow. That's a big number. Yeah. It's good times. Have we as a show had gone in to have our prostate examined? Examined? Uh, We should have been doing that after 40. We really should have, at least by 45. Like, we need to, we probably need to. Yeah. Yeah. I need to take the show in to our our local, uh, local doctor. Yeah. Our, our, our. Get the, get the prostate. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of doctors, one of my favorite all-time scenes ever is that scene... Louis from The Doctor. Ricky Gervais, Gervais plays yeah. the cameo as the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just incredible. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that is absolutely the worst penis I've ever seen. <laughs> Nurse, come here. Oh, you oh have to see this. Is that your penis? <laughs> is that... That's not a penis. That's a bulb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that is the worst penis I've ever seen. It's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, okay, does that hurt? What he's doing that? What he's doing the process? He's like, does yeah. that hurt? Does that hurt? He's like, what about that? And he's like, oh come on, dude. <laughs> As if like just your fat, your friendly neighborhood doctor. And then he's like, to race his cackle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the worst penis I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, thank you for joining us. Join we'll us next time. I'll give that some thought. When we'll we'll once again open up our new and. Favorite se- fan favorite, yeah, segment. an amazing segment. Mormon versus Scientology. Mormon is it a Mormon or Scientologist? Let's yeah, call it Mormon, Mo- or Scientology. Mormon or Scientologist. Uh, brand new game. We'll play that next week. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, Facebook, all all of those links. Give that some thought. Yeah, you know what? Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, give us some of your Mormons or Scientology. Give us a fact about Mormon, yes. about Mormonism or Scientology. Actually, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, and then we'll on the sh- we'll, on the show. We'll we'll try to differentiate. We'll, we won't look it up. We'll differentiate between whether yeah. it's Mormonism or Scientology. Yeah, and then you, the uh, studious listener, can have a, a silent win or to yourself or yeah. what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we encourage people not to bet on this though. As in all, as in all things, gambling is something that we frown upon. Not, not a good habit. Yeah. Uh, anyways, 
Yeah. But if you go to givethatsomethought.com, all the links are there. iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. Leave a review. Again, leave a review, and I'll read it on the show. That's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a guarantee I'll read it on the show. So uh, Matt's at Suburban underscore Wizard on Twitter. It's probably the best way to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Or probably not. He doesn't really check it. Eh, I'll get an email. His number's a few episodes it. back if you're studious. Uh, and then I'm at Addison Todd, and I get notifications about my Twitter. So that's a direct line mm-hmm. directly onto this show. Or at Give Thought Show, too, on Twitter. All right, cool. See you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audioland. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.